How's everybody doing? Raise your hand if you're having a good week. Yeah, about half. Not, not bad, you know. We'll take what we can get, right? Hey, um, I just want to welcome you back uh, to D6, our second night. It is uh, great to be here together. Um, just, uh, just want to say last week, um, in regards to last week, just seeing this room full and a lot of people in our overflow room, you know, what a blessing, you know, what a, what a cool thing that I think God is going to do in our midst um, as we come together as parents and say, hey, we want to be intentional. And so I just want to commend you again on being here tonight and uh, really just saying by your attendance even, hey, I, I, I'm taking this parenting thing seriously and, and I care about my kids and I care about their eternal um, you know, impact and where, um, what their, where their life is headed. And so anyway, just want to commend you um, on that. So I um, want to make you aware of just a couple things. You should have some name tags around your table. If you want to throw one of those on, that would be great. You've also got inside your little bucket there a card you can take some notes on tonight. So if you want to grab that, you can. There should be pens inside your buckets as well. And then there'll be some take-home materials that are paper clipped together. And I'll take you through those uh, towards the end of the night. So sound good? So that's all kind of just logistical stuff. Hey, I want to start tonight by taking us back to um, ver- something very basic. We covered this last week, but I think it's important. I know we've got some new people here, some people that are here that weren't here last week. And so it's actually, it's good. You guys want to talk and you like each other. That's okay, right? But um, I, I, I want to go back just, to, just very briefly and just say, hey, why are we doing D6? Um, why did we come together? Why did we say, hey, let's start a new program. Let's just do something totally out of the box, something different. And and the reason why is this, is because we believe as a church to the core of our being that Jesus Christ changes lives. Um, He's changed my life. He's changed many of your lives. And um, he offers us grace and he offers us a future in him. And so we believe that as a church, but we also believe as a church that when we look at the scriptures, we believe that when it comes to parenting, that God says very clearly that the weight of responsibility, but not only responsibility, but just even the privilege of parenting and the place where it would be the most effective to impact the next generation is in the context of a parent, Um, that a parent has the, the strongest voice, that a parent has the most influence into the lives of their kids. And so we've said, hey, we want to be very intentional and we want to give parents a weekly infusion and we want to say, hey, we want to do everything we can as a church to equip you and empower you so that your family will thrive spiritually. And in the end of the day, it's, it's up to our kids and it's up to the work of God in their hearts. But we know as parents, um, God lets us have a huge role in that. And so as a church, again, the reason why we're doing D6 is because we want to raise the level of intentionality in our homes. And then we just want to stand back and just see what God does um, through, through those efforts. So I want to take you through just four quick things that we talked about last week, four things that we said are values. Um, we said that there are four things that are very important to us as a D6 parent equipping group, four things that really shape how we frame what we'll do here together, but four things that also help us think about how we parent and why we parent. And so I just want to take you through these. So these are our values. Here's the first one. Number one, we said, as we interact together, we said, number one, there are no perfect parents. And so we said, we want to have an environment of grace here. We said that, um, that, that there needs to be an environment where anybody can come into this room and you might be soaring, you might be doing great in parenting, or you might be really struggling. And we want this to be a place where you can find encouragement, where you can find hope. Um, one of the things that we're really excited about is all the different walks of life that people are coming from um, as they come to D6. Um, we've got people here that are brand new parents. Um, we've got parents here that, man, when they go downstairs, their baby doesn't know what's going on, but the parents are like, we're here, we're intentional, we've got a newborn, and we just want to max it out. We want to learn as much as we can. We love that. We love the fact, too, that we've got parents that 
You've got high schoolers maybe, you've got junior high students, but you've still got one in D6, D6 age range, and you're here, and so we love that. Um, We've also, we've got single parents here. We've got grandparents here who are stepping in and saying, you know what, I'm pretty much the primary spiritual leader for my grandchild, and so you're taking that role seriously. We've got one couple that's expecting and they're here. Don't you love that? You know, they're just not even, don't even have their baby yet, but they're here. They're ready to go. So, so that's awesome. So we want to have this environment where there's no perfect parents. There's an environment of grace. Number two, our second value is this. God cares more about where you're going than where you've been. Um, we believe that that's true of the scriptures, that God cares more about where our feet are pointing than the road that they've already traveled. And so we look at our parenting and we say this, it's never too late. It's never too late. God, God has big things in store, and God honors those who seek him. So that's a value of ours. Uh, number three, leaders are learners. That kind of speaks for itself. And the reality of that one is that if, if you're a parent in a home, you're a leader. You're a leader in your home, and what good leaders do is they constantly learn. They get around other people, and they get ideas, and they get sharpened. Number four, our fourth value that shapes us as a group is this. We want to celebrate small steps. Um, We want to celebrate successes. So being a D6 family, we would say, being a D6 family isn't just one big event. It's not just one big talk that we have maybe with our kids. It's not just one big trip that we take with them and we unpack and we really invest in them at one particular time. What we're saying is this, is that a D6 family is a family that does small steps, a lot of them over time which lead to big impact. It's consistency over time that leads to big impact. And so what we want to do is we want to celebrate small steps, right? We want to say, hey, what are some of the small things that you've been doing? And so we've given you two places where you can even let us know what your small steps are. So the first one um, is this. You might jot this down. It's at d6 at brookside.net. This is in your announcements as well. But if you've got a small step, something that you feel like, wow, I, I had an intentional conversation with my child this week. If you would just send us a note on that, we'll celebrate that together. We'll celebrate that anonymously for you. Um, also, you can, um, if you, as you exit, you'll see that there are what we've called success story boxes, um, just little boxes right on the, 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 as you exit both of the rooms. And you can just write on the little card that you've got there at your table in the bucket, little note card there. You could just write it out. Maybe something comes to your mind. Hey, this is what happened this week for us. Jot that down, set this, put that in there. And what it'll do is this. It'll give ideas to other people, but it'll also reinforce and it'll inspire the very things that we're going for um, as, a, as a church. Because when we think about Deuteronomy chapter 6, as we talked about last week, it all comes down to one word, and that's the word intentionality, right? It's that word intentional. It's that I'm... I'm not just a parent going through life and and whatever happens, happens, but I'm saying, no, I'm going to be very intentional with the days um, and the hours that God's given me with my my kids, and we want to celebrate that. So I want to start off tonight with uh, celebrating with you um, some different uh, things that came in this week. So so here they are. Here's here's the first one. This is cool. It says, we asked uh, asked Brandon, our our three-year-old son, to lead prayer before dinner. Imagine that three-year-old, right? It says, from the things he says, it shows us if what we are doing and saying during our prayers is sinking in with him. Plus, it is a whole lot of fun to hear the things he prays for. Things like Curious George and Maggie, our dog, and some other better ones, are some of the better ones, right? I like that. Our kids would pray for Curious George as well. All right, one dad wrote this. Again, these are just intentional steps, right? We want to celebrate these. One dad said this. My son Isaac has been struggling lately uh, with, a sh- uh, with a short temper and a demanding spirit. My wife and I have tried addressing it in a variety of ways with little luck. 
This morning, when, we, when he woke up, I sat down with him, and we prayed specifically that God would give him patience, wisdom, and joy. Sometimes I get distracted by all the different techniques to try, but going back to God in prayer is, is foundational. Uh, and then he, he writes this, what a difference I saw in him as God was certainly at work. Again, think about this. That's a small step. That wasn't a big deal, was it? It was just, it was intentional. It was a small step, but it led to a big impact. Here's another one. Our first grader had a rough day at school with some, with some friends. We had a chance to pray with him in the car about it. And so, I mean, think about that. They took just an average, um, you know, just an ordinary situation. I mean, which one of our kids doesn't have a rough day at school, you know, one day a week at least? And, and instead of just saying, oh, I feel for you, you know, but to say, hey, hey, can I pray for you about that? Um, how cool. Next one here. Um, it says that this family says that we are reading the Bible before we go to bed. We're trying to do this at least four nights a week as a family. Cool. Uh, next one, dad wrote this, I'm personally reading the Bible each day at the breakfast table so that my kids see me reading God's word. And then he writes, I don't want my time in God's word to be invisible to them. And so again, it's this whole idea of, I, I just want, I, I want to be intentional. It's something dad's already maybe doing, but he's saying, I'm doing it in an intentional way so that it will have an impact over time on the life of my kids. I've heard that time and time again, you know, a, a kid will talk about their relationship with the Lord and, and oftentimes they'll say, you know what, I saw my mom and dad doing this when I was just a boy. You know, I, man, when I was just a little child, I saw my dad model this. It's huge. And the last one I read for you tonight, last thing we want to celebrate here, here it is. It says that we've been really focusing on trying to maximize memoration of the verse that from the take-homes during our, our rides in the car, dinner time, and at bedtime. We put motions and actions with the different parts of the verse. Um, again, just a, a very intentional step. They took the cards home. They said, hey, this is a verse we've got for a couple weeks, kids. We're going to dive into this. We're going to dig deep into it. What does it mean? They put some actions to it so that their kids would get it. Um, I love it. It's great stuff. Again, small steps, what do they do? Small steps lead to great, great impact. Okay, I want to tell you some things that are just a couple, two things that are new for tonight. Um, number one, um, if you're a, a, a parent of a, a newborn baby and you're still bringing that baby into the parent equipping room, I want you to know we've got a special place designated for you. If, the, you know, if your baby starts to cry and it's hard to keep him, him or her in here, you can just go outside the room and just in our main hallway, we've got two couches um, sitting right there for you. Just wanted to create a place for you on that. And then number two, We've bumped back um, the time when we're going to be transitioning tonight. And so we've got about five extra minutes in here as a group. And that'll also, what that'll do is that'll shorten the amount of time that we've got downstairs by about five or so minutes. So we just decided we made some tweaks and we'll continue to make tweaks and, and improve as we go. So we'll be transitioning tonight at 7.15. All right. Okay. Well, hey, I want to um, dive into our topic um, for tonight. And uh, Tonight what we're going to do is we're going to answer what I think is maybe the most important question that we could possibly answer as, as parents. Um, I've been reading a book called Visionary Parenting, and I uh, started the book right off with this question, and, and here it is, it's, it's this, what does it mean to parent with the end in mind? What does it mean to parent with the end in mind? Put another way, what does it mean to parent with a very clear goal for your children in mind? What does it mean to parent with a very clear target? Um, you've, you've heard the saying before, and don't be scared, this is a weapon. You can tell I'm not even holding it the right way, am I? Yeah. I look confused because I am, right? All right, there you go. Hunter, I might need your help, all right? So this is a bow and arrow, as you can tell, very nice one, too. Sorry, Tim, yeah, go over here. 
Love you, man. Yeah. It pays to be in the overflow room. Everybody wave to the overflow room. All right. We're glad you're here. Okay. Now think about this for a second. You've heard the saying before that if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time, right? If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. And so then we think about that. Now, if, if you and I were out target shooting and first you showed me how to use this, but then you also said, um, hey, let's, let's start shooting, but I didn't see the target. And so then I said to you, I said, well, well what am I shooting at? I mean, we're here, we're at the range, but I don't see the target. What are we shooting at? And you say, well, there's really no target. You, you can't miss. Just shoot at whatever, right? I mean, that wouldn't make any sense, would it? I mean, it would be okay if I went up. It'd be okay if I went down. It'd be okay if I went any, any direction, wouldn't it? Now, think about this as a parent. A lot of times, parents will do this. They'll get so busy with life, I can relate to this, that we would say, as we think about our parenting, we really don't have a target. We don't have a specific thing that we would say, if there's one particular thing at the end of the day that we want to accomplish with our kids, at the end of their life, if there's one thing that we hope to see true, many of us would say, we're not quite sure what that, what, that, what that is, or we might say, well, well of, course it's, of course it's that, but if we looked at our actions, they might not reflect that. And so here's kind of a key statement that I I want you to write down for tonight. Here it is. It's this. Deciding what matters most determines the target of our intentionality. Deciding what what matters most determines the target of our intentionality. Oftentimes, if you ask an adult, if you say, hey, what were your parents, what was their number one goal for you? Adults can usually answer that question. They can say, well, my parents, man, what, what were they aiming at? My parents, number one thing that they, they were shooting for, the number one target, the thing that they wanted to hit, the center for me was this. They knew, I'm sorry, don't take me hunting. It would be bad. I'm just going to put this down. Yeah, I'll put this down too. But a lot of parents would say this. A lot of adult children would say this. They would say, my parents did have a goal in mind. Their number one goal was maybe that you would be well-educated. For others, they would say it was that I would be an athlete. I mean, you could, and you could look back on your childhood and you would say, my parents did intentional things and those intentional things showed me what their end-all goal was. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take just two minutes at your tables, introduce yourselves very quickly, and then talk about question number one. Question number one on your card says this. It says, what are the top goals parents might set for their kids? So think about the people you know, just the world we live in. What are the top goals that parents might set for themselves? Ready? Go. Two minutes. Go ahead. some things that are, you would say, their number one targets for parents. Um, because, because remember, deciding what's most important, what does it do, it, it determines the target where we're going to be headed for our, for our children. So, I mean, when you think about it there, you hear things like, I want my kid to be educated. We want that to be the number one target for our children. Um, we want that kid to get into a, a top 
college. We want them to get a scholarship. That's our top thing. And so everything we do revolves around education. Um, we see that there's a little bit of athletic gifting. And so, wow, we're going to start pouring into our kid in just that area. That's, that's our sole focus. When we signed our kid up for, for baseball this last year, and, and we're pro sports. Our kids are in sports right now, and they hopefully will continue on that path if, if they so choose. Um, but I remember when we got our son into to baseball, our, 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 one of our practices got canceled. And so I was surprised that the practice uh, didn't get just canceled. It got, it got put into an indoor facility. And I was like, wow, cool. I never had that as a kid, you know. And so we showed up to the indoor facility, and I was like, whoa, this is a serious deal, you know. And there were kids in there getting one-on-one training with different sports. And I thought, wow. And then again, I don't think there's even anything wrong with all of that. But I left there with kind of this thought in my head, wow. If you're not very intentional with your kid, um, you will be intentional about maybe the wrong things. And I left there thinking, you know what, we could be very intentional about baseball or soccer or whatever, or music or whatever you kind of fill in the blank with. We could be very intentional with that, with our actions, and ultimately what that would show is what our number one target is for that child. And so tonight, what I want you to walk away with is this. When we look at God's word, I just want you to be able to kind of define, okay, what's the number one target? What's the thing that we would say above all else God's word would point us to to say, Jesus would say, this is the thing I don't want you to lose sight of. When you think of your kids and when you get them involved in this, that, and the other thing, which are all maybe good things for your child, um, but what's the number one thing? What's the thing that it would be wise for us as parents to kind of wrap our hearts and our minds around? So I want to take you to a passage. It's, this is it. It's um, Matthew chapter 22. And we're going to start in verse 34. Matthew 22, verse 34. It says this. It says, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees and the, Phar- the Pharisees got together. And it says, one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. Now, what Jesus was doing was he was quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 6, the passage that we base this whole ministry off. And what Jesus was saying was this, if there's just one thing, experts in the law, you religious people, you guys that maybe have it all figured out, or you think you do, he was saying, wow, if you just want to boil it down to one thing, what's the one target that you want to have on your mind as you parent your child in the day-to-day stuff, as you look to their future, what's the one thing that you don't want them to miss? What should be our number one target? Jesus says, just teach your kids to love me. Teach your kids to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. He was saying, this is the main thing. And I tell you what, that's what excites me so much about D6. It's because we've got hundreds of parents that are gathering together on a weekly basis and we're saying, you know what, would you, in different ways, would you remind us of what's most important and would you give us the tools to pursue that target over and over again? There's a passage that I, I, if I ever, when I do weddings, I always always share this passage. Um, Jesus, again, he's saying the same thing. And this passage, this is in Matthew chapter 6, and and the people are worried about all sorts of things. What are they going to eat? And what are they going to wear? And all this kind of stuff. And, 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 and I mean, think about this. As a parent, what do you worry about? I'll tell you what. I can worry about a lot as a parent, right? I mean, nod your head if you ever worry as a parent, right? A lot. And I love this. Jesus says, but seek me first. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things will be given to you as well. 
And what Jesus was saying is this. You've got a lot of worries in life, but he was saying just one thing. If there's just one target, if there's just one place that I want to drive you, Jesus was saying, I want to lead you to that place where you would say, just seek me, seek my kingdom. And so when we think, okay, what is the number one target for our kids? It's this, it's we want to teach them to love the Lord their God with all of their heart, with all their soul, and with all of their mind. Um, I asked uh, Kelly and, and, and Molly Loneman to come and to share with us tonight, and and um, the reason why I, I asked these guys, you guys can come on up, it'd be great. The reason why I asked them to come and, and to, to share with us tonight is because, one, they've got, they've got a busy house. They've got four kids, they'll tell us a little bit about them. But they've also parented very intentionally. Um, they've got kids that are busy. Um, but they've chosen to parent in some very intentional ways. And so, guys, thanks for being here. And, um, yeah, t- first, tell us just a little bit about your family. Um, I'm Molly, and this is Kelly. And um, we have four kids uh, we have a daughter who's 15, and we have 12-year-old triplets, two girls and a boy. So it's been a long time since yeah. we've been in the baby trenches with three at once. But um, we had to learn really fast to get things under control. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Tell us this. Um, when you think about parenting with the end in mind, with a clear target, what would you say? How, how have you guys done that? How have you gone about parenting with the end in mind? Uh, well, now that they are 15 and 12, it's... Uh, it's sad, but it's actually getting closer to the point where we're realizing we only have a few more years left. Mm. You can start to see the end right now. Yeah. But I think we started way back even before they're in preschool, I'm sure many of you have, where we, uh, even back when they're at preschool, uh, praying, praying with them at night, mm-hmm. uh, reading books mm-hmm. to them, uh, sharing with them at a very young age that uh, God loves them and that God wants to have a personal relationship with them that's not, not just about... Uh, uh, all the things you do, but that God really wanted to have a personal relationship with them. And uh, I'd say that's, that's been uh, something we've been doing just for years. And uh, that's awesome. it's played big dividends. That's mm-hmm. great. Make sure your microphone's not well, Yep, we're good. Great. And um, like he said, I think the, um, like it or not, you are your parent or your children's view of God, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're to model that. To them, and so I think we've always kept that in mind. Saying, you know, when we see certain behaviors, certain choices, saying, you know, in the long run, what does this look like as far as their relationship with God? Does it? Do we want this behavior out of a 12-year-old? Do we want this behavior out of an 18-year-old? And saying, you know, that's not acceptable. That's not kind. And and remedying it. It's grueling when you have little ones because you're just constantly doing that. And I remember thinking, can I say no? Like 10,000. 10,000 more times today because it really gets, mm-hmm. um, it, it gets hard to do that kind of heart training because you feel like just you, all you do is say no, but, um, you know, eventually you say yes and they kind yeah. of learn the way to, to follow direction and follow what's right and good. So, awesome. Yeah. You hope anyway, we're not done yet. That's right. right. <laughs> That's great. Tell me this, you guys have very active kids, very busy kids. How have you kind of maintained and not lost focus on the big picture of, of where you want your kids to be with their relationship with Christ? Well, we've definitely uh, had to intentionally say no to a lot of things, just to slow things down. And by doing that, we've uh, been able to say yes to a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying yes to uh, Sunday school or saying yes to tribe, mm-hmm. uh, saying yes to uh, sleep, middle school sleepovers and tribe, things like right, that that right. you might not 
uh, normally have time for. But by saying no to some other things, we've been able to say yes to great things. Yeah, cool. And also saying, and also saying no to good things. I think the older your kids get, the more opportunity there is for them to get involved in everything. And we've. Yeah, we've tried to keep our kids active. We want them in sports. We want them to go into movies. We want them going to birthday parties, being in their kids' the friends' lives at school. And but yet, it doesn't take very long for your kids to be in that part of the world to realize that there's there's a lot of bad that comes along with that. But then those are the times when you can you can teach them and say, Hey, I realize everybody's doing that, but we're we're not going to do that, and here's why. And then eventually, you hope that you're training them to make those decisions on their own. So, and we're starting to see some of that where you can just put it in their court and say, well, what do you think? You know, you, it's up to you. What do you think that's a good choice? So, yeah. Good. What would you say are some of the, maybe the biggest challenges, things that have kind of stood in your guys' way of, of keeping that focus? Some of the, the biggest challenges, I, I would say some of the biggest challenges uh, have been just coming home, coming home at night and just being tired. You know, you, you get home and uh, home from work and you, you almost want to have. Yeah, all right, good. I thought I was alone. Yeah. Right. You almost want to have, have, I don't know, me time or you just want to just uh, sit and you don't want to answer the questions. You don't want to, it's easier not to go and pray with your kids at night. But that's just such a huge time where you can uh, uh, connect with your kids when you ask your kids if you can pray for them and you do pray for them, it's such a better evening or an end to the day. But it is always easier to say no. When I heard about the tribe sleep-in for middle school boys, that I was going to be spending the night with a bunch of seventh grade boys, I wanted to say no really bad. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a great thing. You say yes because you want to, uh, you want to spend time with your kids. You want to uh, be spending time where your kids are learning. You know, if it's Sunday school, if you're volunteering there, or if it's uh, in any other kind of ministry there, and if you can be there, it gives you a, kind of a platform to talk to them during the week. You actually know what they're learning, so you can talk to them during the week. Yeah, I think, and as moms, too, you're, you're really, I think the biggest challenge is just burnout and fatigue, and, and that's why it's so important to protect that time. I always hold on to the verse, uh, Galatians 6, 9, that says, do not grow weary in doing right for we will reap in, in time of harvest if we do not give up. And so I think about that a lot with parents, parenting, just that a lot of times you're like, can't they just put themselves to bed? We're at this age where we don't have to tuck our kids in. We can be like, good night, kick them to the curb, you know. <laughs> Here's a kiss, <laughs> you know. So that kind of thing. But um, to just sit down, we, we have a a kid who really um, will not open up to us if we, if we just ask in a car full of kids, how was your day? So um, we found with him, like, lights off, out, we can get in bed with him and be like, how can I pray for you? And he'll just pour out, you know? And that is, that's where it's worth it because you know your kids, you know their lives, so. No We're working out the kinks here, minute by minute. Um, hey, Kelly, what's, what would you say if there's just one parting shot that you would say, hey, we've got a group full of young parents, um, what would you say? Just a word of encouragement or a word of challenge even? I, I would encourage the fathers. It's neat to see so many dads here. I, I would encourage you to keep on being involved with where your kids are at in their spiritual lives. Uh, it's super easy for dads to say, ah, oh, this is something for moms. Uh, Mom can handle this. I've been working all day. I'm just going to hang back. 
if you can if you can take the kids up there, that'd be great. Now, I'd say I'd just encourage the dads here to keep doing what you're doing. If you can volunteer, and uh, if there's a Sunday school opportunity that you want to, uh, maybe you'd be do part time or something like that. Or if you, uh, if there's any way you can get involved with where your kids are learning, that's a big deal. So I guess it just I'm preaching to the choir the fact that you're here, but uh, just continue on. Yeah, how about you, Mama? And I would say just um, not, um, don't miss opportunities to get to know your kids. Uh, we can go to a million sporting events. We can go to stuff at school and be the room mom and all that. But actually talking, finding time where you can get into their lives, know their friends, ask them, who's that? Tell me a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So tell, you know, just knowing them because the more you know them, then you're going to have radar on maybe when something's not quite right. And then you can also celebrate those times when things are really good for them. Because you're like, I know that she wanted that. Like, I know that she worked really hard for that. And so, <sighs> uh, so when you can celebrate successes. I'm going to hold really still. You can celebrate really successes with them. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. that's I'd say just be intentional. Be I'm going to shout it. Just being intentional about being in their lives okay. and, um, yep. and knowing Very who cool. they are on yep. the inside so that that you can say you did your part mm-hmm. um, in getting them to follow God and to make choices for Christ, to make those good things that are, when they're on their own, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to remember what you talk to them about yeah, and, cool. and do it right. So Great. there you go. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Let's yeah. thank these guys. All right, I just want to give you um, just a couple of minutes just at your tables to answer questions two and three, okay? So jump into questions two and three. Someone just read one of those off and, uh, and jump into those questions.
All right, we're going to go ahead and bring you back together. All right, everybody back. So um, I hope that was good discussion time. I, I know I, just kind of going through particularly question two there was just, it was helpful, you know, and, and uh, to see, okay, how would, how would God answer those, those questions? So again, the big takeaway, the thing that I wanted to leave you with tonight, the thing I want to drive home is this, it's that statement, deciding what matters most determines the target of our intentionality. And so my challenge to you tonight is maybe you go home and, and even have a conversation, okay, what would we say matters most? And um, would our, does our schedule reflect it? Does our intentionality reflect it? That sort of thing. Um, because when we decide what matters most, it really does. It determines the target of our intentionality. We will be intentional with the things that we value most. And so really, I think the challenge from God's word is tonight is to say, okay, what did Jesus say? Hey, parents, be, in, be most intentional about this. Um, uh, I want to just give you just a couple of announcements before, uh, before we let you go. Um, so if you want to take out um, a couple of things, you want to take out your announcement, a little card there, that'd be great. And then also your packet that should be paper clipped together, um, that your take-home materials for this week. Um, if you're new this week, um, these are, you'll get a, a paper clipped little stack of four or five cards each week. And what that is, is that's our way to say, we want to help you be intentional. We want to give you some tools. You might use every one of these. You might um, find other ways to be intentional. But our bottom line is we just want to help you be intentional. And we know from Deuteronomy chapter 6 that there were several examples in that passage where Moses said, I want you to impress these things on your children. And he gave examples of when they lie down, when they get up, when they lock, walk along the road. And so what we've said with this card here that has the different icons, if you want to take that one out first... We've said, okay, we want to give you some things to do on the drive time, meal time, and at bedtime. And so, again, you can work those through this week. Um, we did a couple of these at our house. It was helpful. Um, and then uh, notice on the back side of that, you've got your memory verse. And what we said again last week was this, that this isn't your kid's memory verse. This is the family memory verse. And so I hope you had fun with that. I know um, when we were doing it the other night, uh, it was funny. Our kids were like, uh, they started doing these motions with it. And we were like, wow, how'd you learn those? And they were like... Um, well, we learned them in our class, and I was like, oh, I work at the church. I should know that, but I don't, you know. Or, uh, anyway, so our kids taught us all the motions, you know. It was great. So anyway, ask your kids that because they are being taught the motions to the verses so that they really retain it. Um, and then you've got a bottom line. Notice that bottom line statement under there. Each and every week, you're going to get a bottom line. That's what we're teaching the kids over in the classroom. Tonight, they're learning about Lazarus. And so they're hearing the story of Lazarus. So you can go home, maybe read about that yourself if you're not familiar with it. Um, but then there's a bottom line that comes out of that. We're teaching the virtue of faith. And so our bottom line for tonight is this. God is doing something big to help me trust in him. So when we talk about trust, we talk about faith. So God is doing something big to help uh, me trust in him. So that's our bottom line. There's also some challenge verses on there. If your family wants more than one verse, um, um, feel free to, to memorize, commit those other ones to memory. Um, putting God's word in our heart is a, is a huge, um, huge important thing. Okay, a couple other things I wanna give you by way of announcement. Um, our parking lot, as you know, as you come in, is full of minivans and SUVs that are full of kids, right? And so we wanna make sure, just to remind you, if you can drive slow in and out of our lot, that would be, uh, that would be great. Um, next, um, as you look on the, uh, da, 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 let me take this one actually back out. If you go to the drive time wheel, notice that it says there, the first thing, it says, play the song Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Now, 
there's a CD. There's just one CD on every table because we gave every Brookside family that CD uh, about, I don't know, eight months ago or so. And so you should have one of those CDs already at home. But if you don't, feel free to either take the one at your table. We've also got some extras, about 30 extras um, on the way out. If you want to grab that, they're just right on the tables on your way out. So that's the CD that Brookside, are, um, uh, that Rob created for our kids. So you can grab that. Okay. Um, Next thing, I just got two more things. Hang with me. I'm sorry. We got lots of announcements. Here we go. Last two things are this. If you missed the take-home materials from last week, maybe you were volunteering in a classroom downstairs or something, but you want to pick those up, you can always pick up the resources. at the, There's a table in the hallway. You can just grab the resources from the last week, the take-home materials. Last thing. Um, last week, we noticed that there were um, sometimes... Kids were kind of getting a little bit out of hand, and a parent wanted to take them out, but you really didn't feel like you did want to take them out because you didn't want to miss what was going on. And so we're piping what's going on inside the the worship center by video into the hallway. So if you've got a crying child and you just don't want to miss it, feel free. You can take your child into the hallway, and you won't won't miss a thing. So we wanted to make sure that we provided that for you. Okay? Um, Last thing. I think I already said last thing. Sorry. Last, last, last thing. Here it is. I promise. We've got about 150 volunteers that make D6 um, possible. And so if you see somebody in a blue shirt or somebody with a, a host or a name tag on, if you could just, not just this week, they'd probably be like, Jeff must have told them to say thank you this week, right? But if you could just, you know, when you think of it, just say, hey, thank you. Um, and our staff, they've just worked their tails off to, to make this happen every week. And so if you can thank those guys, um, that would be really appreciated. Okay, let me pray for us and I'll let you go. Heavenly Father, I thank you for tonight. Lord, thank you for um, everyone who's gathered here tonight to, to really just be sharpened and to say, you know what, we want to be intentional. And Lord, I would pray tonight that you would help us to remember um, and help us to even ask this question this week. Really, what is our number one target? What's the thing that we want most of all for our kids? Um, At the end of the day, in 10 and 15 and 20 years, what's more important to us? Is it the college they get into or is it that they're walking with you? And um, so, Lord, would you help us to wrestle with that this week? Lord, encourage us. Um, Lord, we need you. Lord, we love you. And God, we thank you for this place and for your word tonight. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.